Hello and welcome to Powerhouse Politics. I'm ABC News Chief White House Correspondent Jonathan Carl. We're joined now by Barbara Comstock, mm-hmm. former congresswoman from the great state of Virginia, um, and somebody who's uh, had, had a lot of experience uh, in dealing with congressional investigations, because you were also a, a, a staffer on the Government Reform Committee yes, back I was in, in my Clinton past era. life. Yes, yeah, it's yes, good to be yes. with you today. <laughs> so, uh, Barbara, thank you for joining us. Sure. Um, I, I wanted, we wanted to bring you on, get your your take on first of all what's going on now with the the, the government shutdown, government employees, federal employees now facing another pay period uh, w- without pay. And, and you, your district, of course, is one chock full of federal employees. That is. And actually, I still stand as one of the only few people in the district who didn't vote for a government shutdown. That was something we had worked hard not to have. Um, I think you've seen, um, I usually don't agree that often with the Washington Post editorial board, but they have been talking about what would be the natural sort of compromise. And it's taking something like what the president has talked about already, but sitting down with Nancy Pelosi and everybody else and coming and getting a resolution. And the real problem we're facing right now is both you have fewer folks in the middle now and you have people on both extremes kind of driving this debate a lot who would rather have an issue than a solution. So it's very much sort of this war of the roses between mom and dad here, and the kids are really suffering. And it's not just the federal employees. It's the federal contractors all around the country, and it's important for people to understand. And something I always make sure people understand is that there are federal employees all over the country. The vast majority yeah, of Washington. people they're all over the place. are all over the country, in Florida, in Alabama, lots in California, and government contractors. And government contractors don't get paid back. And I remember with the 2013 uh, shutdown, I was in the state house then, and that was, what, uh, 20 days or so, so much shorter than this one has been. And there were people then who said, you know, I had to shut my small business down or I had to let people go. But even the big guys are having trouble. You know, Delta Airlines, $25 million a week it's costing. I know my hairdresser has said you know, fewer people are coming in, restaurants throughout, um, certainly throughout our area. So this is an economic problem now. And for this White House that has been focusing on the economy, certainly something I thought would think is important. Yeah. We need to get people back to work and we need and Nancy Pelosi needs to come to the table too because a lot of these folks who went in there said, I'm gonna work across the aisle. I am gonna get solutions. And if they're serious, when you have Newt Gingrich and Donald Graham of the Washington Post writing an op ed on what the solution is, and we've actually in Congress, we've last summer we voted on that you know, the DACA solution. This is the idea of giving a, a path to citizenship for yeah, and, the, uh, and, for the well, dreamers. Well, and to have, um, uh, yeah, to, we actually, I think it was more than the, um, it was even more was dreamers than the president is yes. talking about. And the president said he would support that bill last summer. And, you know, last summer the Democrats didn't want to even look at it because they wanted to have the issue. We were going into a campaign. We can't be doing this, you know, we want to, issue instead of a solution for two years. That will be disastrous, not just for the federal employees, but for the entire economy, for our defense infrastructure, so for our technology, healthcare, and, and every all the areas impacted. But, but you, made, you made a very good point, which is particularly with Republicans, House Republicans, the middle is kind of kind of gone away. But I the mean, middle's uh, gone on the Democrat side too. Let's yeah. not take it because there were people who ran and said, oh, I'm going to work for a solution. 
they need to pony up and get it done and say, no more just fighting over this or talking about the morality or immorality of a wall. We know what each side needs to win here. And we and need were, a win for the federal willing, employees. You were willing to take on the president as a Republican in, in the House. You were willing to criticize Well, it was a year ago that I was at the White House yeah. and said to the president, government shutdowns don't work for anyone. And that was the Schumer shutdown that yeah. did not work well for uh, Senator Schumer. And I don't think this one is working well for the president or for Nancy Pelosi. And I think this latest stunt with the State of the Union uh, was silly um, on, on her part. And the president needs to be up there. And when and this uh, compromise that uh, people on the outside are talking about, but also that I think the president is trying to work towards, needs to be taken up. Well, you saw the the, uh, the actual details on the compromise uh, included some things that are the, the, you the, you know that Democrats would never well right, ever, but that's why you go to the table and you start negotiating, and you know we had we had a bill last summer that the president said he would sign, so take a look at at some of the things there. But if you get people in a room and you start working on it, we now have our economy and uh, d- defense contractors. Our airlines, you know, our, our restaurants, everybody impacted by this now and not just here in the Washington metropolitan area, but around the country. Should, should Republicans, I, I imagine if you were still in the House, you, you would be voting to reopen the government even without the wall. You, 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 you would be voting to. Yeah, well, to, I had always least. voted to keep it open and yeah. to keep working towards a solution. But I did support. Having And I always said I thought the way to DACA and the way to have the DACA solution and the temporary protected status was to compromise on um, the wall. And the wall is also border security, technology. Right. It's a lot, you know, that's the shorthand that the president's talking about. I think, again, if you come to the table, you could work a lot of that out. But they should open and have the government first, right? Don't you think they should open the government? I mean... I mean, you could you could pass tomorrow, uh, as they did with a voice yeah. vote in, in 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 the Senate. You could you could you could pass a temporary extension yeah. of government. Well, funding. you're you're not as Senator McConnell has said. Until the president's going to yeah. sign it, it doesn't matter what they pass. So that's why you have to come to the table yeah. and get a compromise so that the president signs it and it and it works. Don't don't the um don't the Democrats have a have a have a point though when they say. That agreeing to negotiate under these circumstances would just lead the president every time he doesn't get what he wants, say, we're going to shut the government down. You know, their point is reopen the government. This cannot, because the White House has been, the president's been explicit, and it is the president. Um, It's not Republicans in the Senate. It's the president that that, that has driven this. Uh, The president's been explicit that he doesn't want to give up the leverage. So he, he is explicitly saying that he is seeing the fate of these federal workers as leverage in his effort to get the wall. Well, listen, I I oppose taking federal yeah. employees hostage, but the reality is in divided government, you have to both give on both sides. So, you know, the border security is the president's priority. There's, there is a solution there. I think if Newt Gingrich and Don Graham and the Washington Post editorial board and a lot of Republicans, well, I guess Quite a few of them kind of voted for that yeah. compromise last year. But last year, the president said he would vote for that compromise that had Doc in the wall. And the Democrat, a lot of these Democrats have voted for the wall, have voted for border security in the past in the same way. So both sides are playing games here, and they're playing games at the expense of the country's national security 
in the economy, and we can't risk, with the dangerous times we're living, having this government shut. Uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Powerhouse Politics. Is it still a struggle to get that good night's sleep? Then maybe it's time to try the Purple Mattress. It's made out of a new material that makes it firm and soft, so it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Try it now with a 100-night risk-free trial along with free shipping and returns. And if you order one, you'll get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. Just text POWERHOUSE to 474747. The only way to get this free pillow is to text POWERHOUSE to 474747. Message and data rates may apply. When it comes to hiring, you don't have time to waste. You need help getting to your short list of qualified candidates fast. That's why you need Indeed.com. Get started today at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. We're joined now by Barbara Comstock, mm-hmm. former congresswoman from the great state of Virginia. So I, I, I want to I go ask you to switch topics <laughs> entirely here. You, uh, m- many people may not recall, but you, you, you were um, uh, on the government reform committee during the Clinton years. Uh, you were known as a, a very tough and aggressive uh, uh, investigator on that staff. Um, so you know what it's like to be a majority party in the House uh, with subpoena power uh, investigating a, uh, a, a White House of the opposite party. What mm. should this, given your experience there, and it was a target-rich environment with Bill Clinton, and it's certainly a target-rich environment with Donald Trump, what should this White House be prepared for in terms of what what is coming from the Democrats? Well, I think you've certainly seen from Congressman Cummings, who now chairs the um, House Government uh, Reform and Oversight Committee. I'm not yep. or forgetting what it's called now. I mean, I've had just just for the record, I've had 10 years as a legislator where I wasn't doing any of that. I was focusing on legislation yeah. and jobs and schools and and uh, roads and and those other issues. So I'm not up to speed on all of the things that they're calling to investigate because that, Frank, one thing I would warn some of the Democrats on that is all the time you spend on that, I was staff when I was doing that, but all the time you spend as a a member on that is time you are not going to be spending on doing the work of your constituents, taking care of, you know, their concerns on, you know, uh, veterans affairs, on social security, on jobs and all those things. So that is your first and foremost job. But for those who are on that committee, they've already made that long laundry list that they're going after. So the White House has to be prepared for very serious investigations. They've gotten new counsel on board, who's I think a very skilled lawyer, although he hasn't kind of been through this rodeo before. And so I think the this White House is going to probably be a little less experienced on dealing with this than the Clinton White House was. And so that's going to um, be a challenge. But you look back at the Clinton White House, and we've been talking about this a little bit earlier today, where they claim privileges, and they kind of set up a lot of things that I think this White House will now go back and look at. Look we at had the playbook. On my, they ex- exactly. I mean, my yeah. committee had, at that time, I was a chief counsel, we had over 125 witnesses in the campaign finance investigation take the fifth or flee the country. Um, I'm not sure who's the, who that's going to be who might flee the country or take the fifth. You've certainly seen things with Paul Manafort that are a lot of problems yeah. here and, um, you know, sketchy characters uh, there. 
Michael Cohen and the like. So I think they have to prepare for a lot. But then it's also going to be committees like Financial Services and Maxine Waters has a long list of things she wants to do. Uh, The Ways and Means Committee has talked about the tax returns and going at that. So they have a lot of things to prepare for. And I think they need to do what the Clintons did is have a team that's sort of outside of the purview. Not, I mean, it'll be with the White House, but have a team that's dealing with this so that you in the White House can focus on national security, focus on the agenda. And I know uh, so many of us would would prefer the president not be tweeting about these investigative things and focusing on the legislative agenda. And that is, if if you're going to follow the Clinton model, Clinton didn't, well, he didn't have Twitter back then, (laughs) but he uh, did focus on the economy and um, doing uh, a lot of that work as opposed to getting too caught up in this. But, you know, and, and I, I don't know, and I, I would caution the media, as well as my fellow Republicans, but also Democrats, on let Mueller do his job. Don't prejudge what's going to happen, because I think there will be, uh, the Democrats will be disappointed, Republicans might be surprised, but I think they are doing a methodical job. And I think, uh, you know, he'll kind of have a just the facts approach, I think Bob uh, Bill Barr, who's going mm-hmm. to be confirmed, will do his job. He's an institutional, uh, serious attorney. Um, he did not go, you know, I think he was offered the opportunity to be the president's personal lawyer. Mm-hmm. He passed on that. I think he addressed that in the hearing. Uh, but he is somebody who I know um, as someone who is at the Justice Department. Yeah, that you was, were, a, that you was were another Justice chapter I had. Yeah, you've got a lot that, of chapters. That you have people there, certainly most of the people there are career employees. And when you go in, whether you're a political appointee or a career person, you have a respect for that institution. And I know uh, Bill Barr reveres that. I think he is going to be an excellent attorney general. And I think he's going to take how he deals with this, whatever the report is or whatever happens, take it very seriously as an institutionalist. So uh, before you go, uh, I, I want to get your your reflections on, on your loss. You mm-hmm. You had a you had a tough district, a, a, a district that uh, certainly purple, maybe skewing Democrat, um, and um, a district that you had managed to win in, in in elections that were very tough for Democrats. You 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 won in 2016, even as you know Virginia uh, went went rather overwhelmingly uh, for for Hillary Clinton. Um, there's no question, Donald Trump was the key issue in in bringing you bringing you down. I mean, uh, I, yeah, I, well, I, I certainly uh, the election was about the president, yeah. I think. And and I've often said to people, I said the press wants it to be all about Trump because it's uh, it's ratings. And let's face it, you know, back, you know, when you look back at presidential races, there was never a presidential race before this president where people on Sunday morning shows let the presidential candidates phone it in. Right. <laughs> you know, Tim well, Russell this, would be rolling over. But I think the well, press but wanted to back. But, that, but that then back. the Democrats wanted to be because he's the best fundraiser. But I will finally say the president wants it to be all about him. Yeah. And it was. So, so I would agree. And, and the one factor that I don't think the press has looked, but certainly in talking to my colleagues in, in a similar situation, the president's um, disapproval numbers in those districts uh, that Republicans lost were well over 50, and that was usually determinative because oftentimes the numbers we were looking at for ourselves were different from the president's. I had outrun the president's numbers by 12. As you mentioned, I actually yeah. got 
more votes in 16 than um, Hillary Clinton, but certainly the tone and the approach, certainly uh, federal employees, which I fought for and got their endorsement from, was a big part of it. And I think, but I do think what divided government means is people want people to come together and that, that ironically, even though it's a more polarized electorate, because you have fewer people in the middle now, you have a more polarized Republican side and a more polarized uh, left-wing Democrat side, yet a lot of the people who were voting were in the middle and wanted people to come together. So if they don't do that, uh, you know, we've seen three turnovers in 12 years, and I think people want results and solutions rather than these swing issues election to swing election. and um, and you look at in the past, whether it was um, 1994, uh, when Clinton lost, uh, you know, bec- you know, they lost because of Clinton, but then Clinton won. In 2010, you know, Democrats lost because of Obama, but then Obama won <laughs> right. in 2012. So I think for those looking at this, it is always better when you're a legislator to be focusing on legislation. Now, over the past two years, there were a lot of accomplishments for Republicans on tax reform. Six billion on opioids, you know, on human trafficking things, you know, on, on you know, FAA bills, all those things that the president didn't talk about, um, and, and often overshadowed. And I think those are the things that people want solutions on. And so, divided government means people want people to come together. I think. All right, Barbara Comstock, thank you for joining us on Powerhouse Politics. That is all the time we have for today. Thank you to Trevor Hastings, our senior executive producer. Avery Miller and Angie Yak and the whole Powerhouse Politics team. We'll see you next week.